Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Linklater's Asia Bite Size Antitrust. I'm Marcus Pollard and we are delighted to have you to join us for our whirlwind tour of the region. Today I'm joined by my colleagues Rosanna Healy and Felicity McMahon, both partners in the competition consumer and regulatory practice at Allen's. In this episode, Rosanna and Felicity will give us an overview of some of the key updates from Australia. The ACCC has undergone significant changes recently, and we understand that there's also been a change of government, which has impacted uh, the direction of competition law in Australia. So, Felicity and Rosanna, can you give us an update on these changes? Thanks for having us again, Marcus. It's great to be here with you. Uh, yes, look, the competition landscape in Australia has shifted quite dramatically since we last spoke with you. We have our new chair of the ACCC and also a change of government. The new chair is Gina Cass-Gottlieb. She has a legal background with over 25 years of private practice experience as a lawyer. So quite different to her predecessor, Rod Sims, who was an economist uh, by training and background. Now, not long after Gina's appointment earlier this year, Australia hit the voting booths uh, for our federal election in May, and that resulted in a change of government. So we have a new treasurer, uh, Jim Chalmers, who is generally responsible for competition policy, and a new assistant minister for competition, Dr. Andrew Lee. Andrew Lee is taking the lead on competition policy, um, and he's a lawyer and a professor of economics. Um, so, so quite well cut out, I think, for competition policy in general. Um, he's been pretty vocal about competition so far. Um, he's supported um, uh, taking a fresh approach to merger laws and other areas, and, and he's gone on the record uh, about that and also about his concerns that, um, you know, his perception that Australian industries are dominated by a handful of big firms, according to his view. So it's quite um, clear that this is something that remains on the on the government's agenda, Marcus. And it seems that these leadership changes may therefore result in, in quite substantial changes to competition law. Um, what can we expect from the new government on competition policy? Yes, so we've seen some significant um, changes from the new government. So firstly, they've uh, introduced a bill to increase the maximum penalties for breaches of our competition and consumer laws. So if those are passed, the penalties will go from uh, 10 million or 10% of group annual turnover per breach to 50 million or 30% of, of turnover um, per breach. And that comes in the midst of a, a push for, for higher penalties in Australia as well. Two other uh, proposed changes by the government that are worth noting. Uh, first, the government's um, pushing to make unfair contract terms illegal and subject to uh, financial penalties. And then they're also uh, proposing to introduce a new super complaint function within the ACCC. So that would allow uh, designated consumer groups to request that the ACCC investigate certain complaints. And that is um, inspired by the system in the UK, in fact. So it seems the government is definitely ramping up their efforts uh, uh, to, to target breaches of competition and consumer laws. Um, I understand the bill was released for public consultation and that was com that pro consultation process was uh, completed in late August. I guess we would have to see whether there would be 
any further revisions uh, before that bill is put before Parliament for consideration. But now turning to merger control in Australia. Um, obviously, as some of our listeners will be aware, Australia is seen as a voluntary regime instead of a mandatory one. Um, I'd be curious to know whether we anticipate any changes to that regime with the new uh, C chair and the new government. That's a really good question, um, Marcus, um, because in relation to mergers, the new chair has publicly uh, expressed concerns about our current informal or voluntary merger regime and expressed um, uh, certain inadequacies um, in relation to it. Um, and this comes off the back of um, the ACCC's previous chair um, and his proposals for fairly wide sweeping reforms to the merger control regime back in August 2021. Um, so last year, you probably would have heard about those. And, and last year as well, in, in relation to a proposed merger between two providers of IVF fertility services in Australia, Virtus and Adora, the ACCC sought and, and ultimately did secure from the, the Federal Court of Australia an application to stop that transaction completing after the parties had notified the ACCC that they intended to complete the transaction, despite the fact that the ACCC had just commenced a public review of the transaction and that review was, was ongoing. So that transaction in that case um, is in part being used to, to point to some failures in our voluntary and informal merger regime. Yes, and more recently, the current ACCC chair has raised concerns about global mergers where the ACCC feels that it, it has been approached, um, in their words, comparatively late um, due to the absence of a mandatory notification requirement here. The chair's also highlighted um, a concern within the ACCC that some merger parties are perhaps pushing the boundaries of the informal um, system and also uh, a perception that Australia is perhaps a bit of an outlier uh, in having this, this voluntary rather than, than mandatory merger regime. In terms of what we might see, we're expecting um, some further discussion from the ACCC about what reforms might look like and then we expect the government will probably put out some pro proposals for consultation. So we're expecting some reforms here but it's it's a bit uncertain about what, uh, what shape they'll take. So it's a bit of a watch this space. Mm, indeed, that definitely seems like an area that we need, we need to keep a close eye on in that case. Um, are there any other changes that the government may implement? Yeah, look, we think that the government is likely to introduce some other changes which which may affect competition in various industries in Australia. Um, so there's a proposal to uh, establish a register of beneficial ownership and possibly some further regulation of childcare. Uh, and there's also the reforms in the in the digital platform space. Um, we expect these to um, come out and have a little bit more detail about these later this year or early next year. And I think on the digital platforms issue, um, it's, it's been on the agenda and is on the agenda of, of quite a number of regulators across the region. Uh, we've seen uh, regulators in Hong Kong, Thailand, South Korea, all investigating potentially anti-competitive conduct of a number of 
different digital platforms. Um, and I understand in Australia, um, the digital platform services inquiry, uh, which was intended to scrutinize the intensity of competition uh, in platform services, started over two years ago and is, and is still ongoing. So Felicity, I mean, what are the, the potential new rules and measures that you think the ACCC may propose as a result of that, that market inquiry? Well, just to give you a bit of background, um, Marcus, and a reminder as to where we in Australia are with all things digital platforms, we've we've now had three very extensive inquiries into this area um, uh, managed by the ACCC. So, as you and your listeners may may well be aware, the ACCC was a bit of a trailblazer in carrying out the first ever inquiry in the world into digital platforms way back in 2017, which really does feel like a lifetime ago now. Uh, then after that, in early 2020, the Australian government directed the ACCC to conduct the second inquiry, which was into ad tech services, and that concluded in January 2021. And this culminated really in the much publicised news media bargaining code, which a number of countries are looking to replicate in, in some uh, shape or form. Um, also in 2020, so the third sort of area of activity here, the Australian government directed the ACCC to conduct a five-year inquiry into the wide range of digital platform services. Now, the first interim report was released back in September 2020, and there'll be further interim reports provided every six months until the final one is due uh, in March 2025. And each report covers a, a different area of activity or services, if you will, supplied by digital platforms. So we've looked at, they've looked at online private messaging, at marketplaces, web browsers and search services, online retail marketplaces and also you know, regulatory flat frameworks. So, so back in February this year, the ACCC released a discussion paper to consult on the various options for regulatory reform of digital platforms, you know, just as other jurisdictions have been grappling with these, these similar issues. Now, some of the proposed recommendations by the ACCC have included you know, elements of algorithm transparency, prohibitions on exclusionary anti-competitive conduct, um, the suggestion of sort of sector-specific rules or industry-led standards, um, uh, regulation targeted at data, data separation and access measures, and also fair trading and consumer protection law uh, provisions. Uh, also some, some tailored merger rules for, for large digital platforms, and just to name a few. So, the ACCC, having now consulted on all, on all of those, has now delivered its report on its recommendations to the to the Australian government, which we haven't yet seen, but we're we're waiting for that to be released, which we expect to be later this month or shortly thereafter. So to wrap things up, Marcus, it might be worth briefly touching on cartels in Australia. Uh, as you know, cartel conduct is both a civil and a criminal offence here. So civil cases are brought by the ACCC, uh, but, but more serious cases can be referred to the, the Commonwealth Director of Public Prosecutions or the CDPP for criminal prosecution. Um, but to date, there's only been a, a handful of cases successfully prosecuted uh, by the CDPP. 
Indeed, I, I think from the headlines earlier this year, the, the CDPB discontinued uh, criminal proceedings in a landmark case against certain banks in a, a criminal cartel case. That's right, Mark, as we had um, these criminal cartel charges uh, laid against uh, Citigroup, Deutsche Bank, uh, ANZ and, and several of their executives. And the, the charges uh, involved allegations of cartel conduct in relation to the trading in ANZ shares um, that were held by Deutsche Bank and Citigroup. And you know, it took several years, but ultimately um, the charges were all withdrawn by the CDPP. And famously, the, the, the judge in that case, Justice Wigney, called, called the case a complete schmozzle. So, so not a success for the, uh, the ACCC in, in a sense, or the CDPP either. And that case followed uh, the Country Care case, which was the first um, ever criminal cartel trial by jury in Australia. And that involved allegations of price fixing and bid rigging con conduct um, in relation to assistive technology products. So in that matter, the um, jury unanimously acquitted uh, Country Care, its CEO and, um, and one of their former employees of eight uh, criminal cartel offences. So um, given those two cases and, and, and the fact that they were unsuccessful, um, there were some calls in Australia to reform or, or simplify our cartel rules, although those um, they seem to have died down now. But look, we don't think we're going to see any slowdown by the ACCC in terms of pursuing cartel conduct. Um, you know, they, they've said that they will continue to prioritise cartel investigations. Um, to refer criminal cases to the CDPP, and we think that will um, that will continue. And just in June, um, the federal court has, for the first time, sentenced four individuals to suspended uh, prison terms for their role in in um, in a price fixing cartel, which related to money exchanges and money remittances in Vietnam. So we think we'll continue to see. Um, cases being brought, and no doubt the ACCC and the CDPP will, will learn lessons from the cases which were unsuccessful. So, look, it's a busy time in Australia, and, and we think there's some um, significant uh, changes on the horizon. Well, thanks, Suzanne, and Felicity for taking us through those uh, those very interesting updates. And uh, we'll need to keep an eye out with you, of course, for what's happening in Australia uh, with that change in leadership and some of the range of proposed uh, changes uh, to the legislation and how that will impact enforcement. I think that's a good place for us to be wrapping up today. Um, for our audience, uh, Rosanna, Felicity and myself are always happy to discuss further. If you have any questions, so please do feel free uh, to reach out. Uh, this concludes our Australia-focused episode of the Asia Bite Size Antitrust Series. In our next episode, we'll be sharing with you some recent competitional updates in China with our colleagues from Beijing. Thanks everyone for listening and goodbye.